Thank you for listening to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. If you'd like to listen to bonus episodes, go sign up to the Patreon. That's patreon.com. Clom. Ah, we fucked it. Anyway, you'll look, you'll find a way. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Real Talk. Big Manting. James got drunk and forgot to do a podcast this week, so he just grabbed his friend Jack whom he was drinking with and recorded a podcast with him. Big Manting James isn't sure if it's a good podcast or if it lives up to the high standards of podcast excellence you've come to expect with much love and thanks to Jack for doing the podcast. Here it is. We're on? We're on. Okay, yeah, so I just, I just opened my beer and it went all spilly. And what did you say? It's a boy! That's what people say, isn't it? That's Jack Blanche, by the way, a return guest on the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran plan. Anyway, I once the sketch that I thought of was like someone opens up their beer, right, and fizzes up, and they go, it's a boy! And then the next shot, they're all Jews, you see? And I want to get to Kanye West about it. And they're at a bris, and the top of the beer is lopped off, you understand? <laughs> and then, the, you know, the next thing, they're at, like, soccer, and the beer is there kicking the thing around and then the next thing you know I don't know the boys the beers learn how to read and, and that sort of business the Talmud though oh well maybe yes he's a brist he's become yeah. a man anyway the the beer develops childhood cancer this is terribly sad and the Make-A-Wish Foundation come around and, and then what Hmm? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I hadn't thought about the end. I, maybe they go to the funeral for the beer the imp- and he's always a boy you know anyway listen welcome to this episode of the James Transformers McCann Catamaran Plan. We just have one microphone. I have to move back and forward. And uh, I'm so great to be here with you, Jack. Thank you, James. Very great to be here with you. And I have really planned this episode not at all. I was going to get it done earlier. And then you, you've been over at our house for hours. Hours. Wait, what if we just put the microphone like... What? In the middle. It doesn't really work like that because it's a special journalist microphone that's meant to be thrust in people's faces. There, now let's get to the meat and potatoes of why you're here. Yes. In my Volvo so that my family can go to sleep. Wonderful. Also, if we can keep swearing to a minimum and that way I can still release it on time and not have to edit it, do you mind? But I really like it when you bleep it out. The fuck! <laughs> I'm, I'm really angry that you've done that. 
I, I shouldn't have even mentioned it. You wouldn't have done it otherwise. Um, just if we can please just have the one. All right, one. Okay, I'll and I'll put in a little classical music over one of the bits, but that's it. Minimal editing. Man, it's been one of those weeks. I got. I'll just update people very briefly. I got back from Wagga Wagga. Flew back on one of those small planes. Exciting stuff. I love Wagga Wagga. Oh, you flew. I thought you drove. I was going to drive, but it's nine hours, and there's just no time with the fam. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought it was insane that you went. So you took a little little plane. Oh, I flew in on a big plane to uh, Melbourne. Right. And then a little plane. And yeah, oh, it's that's, something. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the little plane. You get a whole aisle to yourself. I've never been in a little plane before. Oh, let me tell you, when there is turbulence, you really feel like you might die. Very liberating. What's the price difference of a little plane to a big plane? I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Someone else was covering the cost of my flight while I did this gig. So, who cares? And it was a private birthday party, and I've always turned down private birthday parties in the past because I just. Well, what would you think if I said, "Come and do stand-up comedy at my private birthday"? Do I have to take my clothes off? Did you have to take your clothes off? <laughs> that, no, I, it wasn't that sort of. Um, private birthday party I, the previous time I'd been asked to do a comedy at a private event was our friend Father Olick at his ordination and he said James I think it'd be very good if you did stand up comedy and I said Olick then not Father Olick you know a couple of days before Deacon Olick I think that's a very bad idea you know yeah I think that was a good call yeah I, I think I called you and you advised me not to do it anyway this time it was an opportunity to go to Wagga Wagga to do this private birthday party and to see Father Oleg's brother. And, oh, my goodness. Shout out to Brother Chris, baby. Shout out, Brother Chris. And I got to go and I got to stay with him and his family and the wonderful Claire and his wonderful children. I just love them so much. And I, I love Wagga Wagga. And I got to do this. But it was the greatest, most wholesome party. The children, the community, the togetherness. Shout out, Wagga Wagga. Much respect. And, oh, my, I could go on. You know what? I, one of the things I bought at the op shop, because I buy op shop presents mm. at uh, Quiz Nights, was I couldn't believe it. That First of all, the best op shop I've just about ever been to, Wagga Wagga, like rich enough to have great stuff, far away enough that hipsters haven't destroyed it. Right, nice. Yeah, yeah. I got the Gucci Mane Guide to Greatness, <laughs> Gucci Mane's second book, and it's full of... It's to say that it's the rival of Marcus Aurelius is to maybe understate it. The only bit I didn't like, I thought he was flashing me with his high beams, but he was just going over the speed bump. It won't mean anything to the listeners. Um, there's an episode of this podcast recorded two weeks ago where I was high as a kite on codeine after the grand final, which you would have loved as a catsman. I was not high on codeine. No, let me tell you. Easy to watch if you were high. The whole time... Easy to watch if you're a cat supporter. No, no doubt. I think even as a cat supporter in the fourth quarter, you might have been like, can they do something? No, no, I was actually fairly happy really? with it. Yeah, well, yeah. I was too, as this beatdown was happening with two teams that I like. I didn't care who won, but I thought... I was thinking, isn't this wonderful? I was, by the way, listen. I was high as a kite on codeine because I was, I'd done my back, and I found a, a doctor feel good who was ready to take care of me in a meaningful sense. And I thought, isn't it actually better to just have one team annihilate another? Isn't that more beautiful? And then I thought, oh, that's definitely the drugs talking, isn't it? Um, I'm taking a lot of time to get to the point here. Anyway, shout out Wagga Wagga. Shout out Jack Blanche in the car. We have some serious stuff to talk about on this episode. You're you're, you're going to tell me some jokes or something, right? Well, we'll get to that. Number one. Okay, number two. 
is there'll be some jokes. And I'll explain why I'm going to tell my four favorite jokes of all time. Number one is going to be talking about America and people I'm going to see in America. 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 Number three, God bless America. Industry boom in America. That's not number three. Number three... What about number two? Hmm? What about number two? Number two is the jokes. Oh, sorry. And number three is a song. My daughter wrote a song, and my daughter came home and said, I want to record a song. She written a song with me. You've heard the song. It was beautiful. Isn't it? I mean, ostensibly, some of this show has to be about a catamaran. So I'm going to America to try and... I'm using the catamaran money to go to America. I've bought the tickets. Wait, what? My catamaran money is paying for your trip to America? Oh, sorry. Notable patron, Jack. So I've noticed that we have some listeners in America. I've had this opportunity to go to America and to really, I think, build a big audience in America and have some big, big things happen there. Big things. You big know things. some of them. I'm not telling them, but how big are the things, Jack? They're as big as they could be. That's not understanding it in the slightest. Big things happening in America, and I think it's a good use of funds. Like, I could spend that money on advertising, because we're just trying... Because, frankly, we're not actually getting any money off the podcast at the moment. We've got some money off the Patreon that people know about because of the podcast. The podcast is bringing in... Nothing. But can I just say, like, as a as a patron of the Patreon, and since I was last on the Catamaran, I've become a patron. That's so kind. I know, well, yeah, because you insulted me last time I was on the podcast for it. And uh, But I think, like, you know, yeah, I trust you. You know, I'm giving my money to you, yes. and I want you to use it to live your Catamaran dreams. What an excellent spokesperson for what I have to hope the other people are. <laughs> Some of the mugs have been returned to me in, a, in the mail, and I haven't yet sent them out. Have you got your mug? Jimmy... I have not got my mug. Have you seriously not got your mug? No. Did I not hand you your mug? You didn't give me my mug. I was talking about this with Sean, one of your other patrons. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Will you, you, um, you say whatever you like into the microphone while I'm in the house, but you must absolutely promise not to swear because I I can't do the editing. I promise not to swear. All right, all right, I'll be back in a second. And dear listener, I lied. I'm going to swear so much, James, that you're going to have to bleep out every second word. Anyways, uh, so James is gone. He's gone inside to get my mug because even though I patronised this podcast, he never gave me my mug. And I'm sure that there must be some other listeners out there who have also been robbed of justice in not having their mug. Um... But yeah, in the meantime, I don't know what to say. Uh, James is obviously very drunk, uh, and he's about to go to America, which I'm very sad about. Not as sad as his wife, obviously. Uh, but you know, it'll be good for him. It'll be good for him to go to America, go to New York, you know, meet a bunch of people, do his stand-up thing, blah blah, tell some jokes, and then hopefully make so much money that he can hire me exclusively as his, I don't know, like press secretary or just... I just want to be in an entourage. Uh, anyway, so he's about to come back and hopefully with my mug... He's got a box. Is it my mug? Is it my... That is my mug. I don't know what you said, but I hope it's all positive. So we'll leave the lights on as you open up the mug. The only people who haven't got the mugs are the ones that got sent back to me in the mail. Yeah. The one that I drove to a woman's house and I was going to drop it off in Adelaide to not pay postage and then I couldn't find a way into her property and then I forgot about it. And two people who are at mass with me, you and Tom Sullivan. I've got Tom's in the room, and I've got yours here. Well, wait, hang on a sec. There's, so there's something about, like, I can't wash these mugs, right? Oh, I don't... You won't be... So, okay. The, the mug that I've drawn on 
That's going to come off if you wash it. Don't drink that. But I've right. put a second mug in the box. I don't know why I wrapped yours up just like I wrapped everything. I could have just handed it to you. Beautiful. I could have done it ages ago. Oh. So there's two mugs. There's one that I've written on. And you'll notice both in. Now, can you describe the process of what's happening? Well, what, do you, what piece of paper are you opening up now? Well, so there's a box. It's very exciting, actually. There's, there's bubble wrap around the mugs. And there's a piece of paper that says, warning, do not machine wash the personalized mug. Well, that's good to know. Thank Reading you. Reading lots of text. Uh, there's lots of text. Attached to two mugs, one for drinking slash washing and one for looking at. This was James Solterform's McCann's first attempt at making a machine washable customized mug and early reports indicating that it was not successful and that the drawing will come off. Thank you for supporting the James Solterform's McCann catamaran plan. I will endeavor to ensure that the future merchandise is better and more durable. Yours faithfully, Jane McCann. Now, let's see what mug... I've forgotten what mug I drew for you because you refused to get back to me. Uh, so one of the mugs has no writing on it. And that's your that's the Avatar mug. All right, I think that's the one you've just opened there. This and has nothing on it. There's nothing on it. And you drink out of that one while you look at the mug that I've drawn on. But it's, you just gave me a blank mug. Yeah, but that's so you can wash that one and keep having it. But you can look at the mug that I did draw on and go, aha, but, but you don't wash this mug. But I thought you were doing the artwork on the other mug and, like, baking it in properly. No, 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 I never figured out how to do it. So everyone else also got a blank mug. Yeah, I had to send out two mugs to everybody and it made it way more expensive. Man, the one that had to go to Germany cost, like, a lot of money. <laughs> Anyway, and I had to get a bigger box and everything. But this is the mug that you're free to look at, personalised. Never, never, never wash wash this mug. I don't wash my mugs anyway. (laughs) I'm telling you. Now, hold on. What did I? What did I write on there? So. JDFMCP and then signature on one side, and the other side it says, "To my friend Jack, pray for me, your friend James." What a beautiful message! Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. I'm so glad to have gotten that out of my shelf. I got like three more mugs to get away. I got thirty out the door. I need a PA. In hindsight, listening back to what Jack said about wanting to be in an entourage, maybe one day if the podcast is going really well, Jack could give up on his six-figure salary working in the disability bureaucracy and make sure that James Mayo goes out on time instead, for way less money, and way less helpful to disabled people in Australia. But, like, better for people like you. Disabled people who live in Switzerland. Listen, we got to... Okay, lickety-split. So we've got the song at the end. We've got the jokes in the middle. I'm going to America. Thank you for having that mug. I'm sorry to everybody else. Uh, the other couple of people. Your mugs are coming soon. So I'm going to America and I'm trying to find people. Kieran Hookway just wrote to me and said he loved Beethoven. I mean, that's true. He's a cool dog. The important thing... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make the most of this trip to America. And I'm trying to meet famous people in America. I've written this week... A, a letter to Conan O'Brien. I did see the letter on Twitter, yeah. I put it on Twitter and I put it on Instagram and Facebook. It's done very well, but Conan has not responded yet. What a dog. I won't have that sort of talk about Conan. He's a busy man. I'm just going to open up the, actually, the sunroof to this car because it's getting a little... Sw- and you're, you're going to smoke in my car, aren't you? I'm not going to smoke it. I'm just rolling a cigarette. I just would like a cigarette at some point. No, no, I understand. we you- smoke where your children sit. Yeah, you're twelve hours a day. I imagine. Oh, they're in here for a lot. Um, here's the letter. Hold on. Oh, there's a little burp coming. Bloody! I'm quite drunk, and I, I think people can assume that. So, just in case Conan is listening to this instead, here is a letter to Conan O'Brien. Okay. 
and I mean every word of this, Conan. Dear Conan O'Brien, I'm a comedian from Australia and a long-time fan of your work. In a few weeks, I am coming to America. One of my dreams was to be interviewed on your program. Sadly, I've been foiled by time, and you no longer have a television program. Now, I've spelt program in... I've, double M-E in the correct French manner? Well, or? in the first one, I wrote program in the American style of just A-M. Mm, no good. And then I changed it to A double M E because yeah. I forgot to make it the American style. A double M E is the way to go. Because he's American. Yeah. So that was my default setting. Mm. But I just thought, I only noticed afterwards, but my my post factum explanation is that like I wanted to be welcoming to an American, but also true to myself. Your post-coital explanation? There's no cause for that. I love Conan O'Brien and in a, in a chaste and, and masculine fashion. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I have a solution to him not having... You can stand out there maybe while... And you have your cigarette while I record this. Uh, I, I, I will. No, no, leave the door open, but, you know, I'll yeah. keep going. Is it possible, Mr. Conan O'Brien... Uh, to reboot, sorry, that door's broken. To reboot your television program, we just want to make sure that piece of plastic hasn't fallen out. That, it that, hasn't, that, okay, it great. It's not a. It's the the Volvo seen better days. Is it possible, Mr. O'Brien, to reboot your television program for one show so that I might perform on it? I don't expect it to be quite the same as the original show with a big band. Mm. I will be entirely satisfied with there being merely a small band perhaps a one-man band, the sort Dick Van Dyke has in Mary Poppins. Do you know Dick Van Dyke? Might he be interested in reprising the role? I've done a quick Google search, and Mr. Van Dyke appears to be in astonishingly good health for a 96-year-old. Did you know the Dick... Uh, stop the letter for a second. Did you know... Have you looked up Dick Van Dyke recently? You know, I have, actually, after the new uh, Mary Poppins movie came out. But I also think that uh, you should... Don't, don't have the... You want Paul Schaefer, man. He's on a different show. Yeah, but... You mean Max Wine? But, oh, you like Paul. You're a Paul man. I'm a Paul man. Oh, Dave. <laughs> that was my, one, of my first, one of my first impressions ever was a Paul Schaefer impression. Oh, no. Oh, Dave, no. <laughs> Aim for the stars, Jimmy. You know. I know. To me, honestly, Dick Van Dyke would be a pretty big deal. Dick Van Dyke's very cool. He's very cool, yeah. One of the most cool. I, and then I, I resume the letter. He's got a young wife, too. And by young, I mean, you know, 60, yeah. I don't, Mr. O'Brien, I don't expect this to be quite the same as the original show, 
Oh, I already read that one. I don't have a venue in mind, Mr. O'Brien, never having been to America before. Do you know anybody who owns a television studio? My understanding is that Stephen Colbert is doing a television show. Do you think he would let us do a show in his studio, maybe early in the morning when he isn't using it? Or do they use his television studios early in the morning for the Today Show? I don't really understand the technical side and would be very grateful if you could source a venue worst case scenario i'm staying at a hostel and we could record the show there if the other people in my room don't mind your fan james donald forbes mccann 171 likes not that that's important but it's pretty good for me i there was a section that i left out jack about um like I, you know, obviously it would be easier to just get on the Stephen Colbert show rather than mm. starting your show up again, Mr. O'Brien. But I'd rather be on a show with you. But I didn't want to be seen as being disrespectful to Stephen Colbert, no. a man that I genuinely have nothing against, other than I don't really care if I'm on his show or not. Mm. I just want to be on the kind. Of, I'm, I'm sure it would be a real thrill to be on Stephen Colbert's show, you know. And we could probably have um, surface-level banter about all the things we don't disagree with about Catholicism. Can I just say, as, a, as an aside, I think one of the first things you ever said to me was how much you loved Conan O'Brien. Love him. Yeah, and yeah. so I just want to say, if you're listening, Mr. Conan O'Brien, that James is a real <laughs> fan, not a fake fan. It does read maybe like a fake fan. There's not a lot about the Conan O'Brien show in there. I tell you, I, I mean, I've told you my favourite bit of Conan O'Brien. I found out he has a podcast as well. Really? Conan, yeah. Well, he, no, I knew he had a podcast. You should try and get on the podcast. Well, some, people, some people wrote to me and they said, there's a segment on his podcast where it's Conan O'Brien needs a fan and fans can write in to talk what? to him. What? No, I did submit in and this is what I wrote about. I wrote and I said, listen, Mr. hey, Mr. O'Brien, how's it going? Peace and love. Much respect. I didn't include all that, but I just want you to know that all that is true. Um, there was a time on your show when there was a writer's strike. Yeah. And the writers all left. And this was my favourite time that you had a show so he didn't have a sidekick pure conan there was no andy it was him and the band yeah and he would have to come out every night with no writers and just make sort of make uh, during the day figure out what he was going to do for 10 minutes on national television everybody had to do it Stuart had to do it stephen colbert i remember just one episode he just ate chinese food for four minutes hilarious oh it was great Oh, they all struggled, you know. And Jay Leno was still writing jokes, right? He's a great comedian. Yeah. But Conan had a magical time. Oh, a couple of things he would do. He would go like, well, tonight, everybody on the show, I've got a laser. Let's pretend it's a German disco for the next 30 <laughs> seconds. And the laser would go off and boom, 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 the band would play. And he'd go, all right, that's enough of that. That's what we're doing tonight. And then the, ne- the next night, that week, he'd come back and he'd go, well, German disco was pretty successful. Let's do it so again. He'd not just do it again. He'd go, this afternoon I've gone out and I've bought a smoke machine. So tonight we will have the laser and the smoke machine. <laughs> and then the next night he comes back and goes, i got to tell you, people are coming up to me on the street. They're pretty excited about the German disco segment. So I've installed a zip line. From the back of the audience to the front of the audience, and we'll have the fog and the smoke and the lasers, and, and I will. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to zip line. Are you all ready to see that, everybody? And he would just like build it. Like one of them, with he would take his ring off, and I still do this to this day. And he would spin his ring on his desk. You do that all the time. Yeah, it's because of this thing, and he would time it. And he would say, like during rehearsals, he used to time his ring spin, and so America would tune in 
not all of America, obviously, but about like 1% of America. Yeah. yeah. Whatever percentage yeah, yeah. it was when people still watch television. To watch Conan O'Brien spin his ring for as long as he could on the desk while his assistant timed it. <laughs> and the audience and the audience would, and the band started coming out with different things. And then he would come out the next time and he would like spray the desk with pledge to get it to <laughs> spin faster. You don't have to hold the desk up. And it was just... <clears throat> when the writers came back, I was disappointed. Because yeah. it's like you're getting in the way. Of the of the genius of Conan O'Brien just riffing, man. And yeah. such a weird negativity. Like, yeah. a lot of these segments were him deadpan looking at the camera, deeply unhappy <laughs> with doing what he's doing. And this is also... I think Andy Richter's great, one of the best sidekicks in the show business. Yeah, yeah, but sure. for me, the show yeah. was never the same when Andy came back. Yeah, sure. Because the magic of the Conan O'Brien show, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way, was a man looking down the barrel of the camera just projecting the most hateful, unusual energy. There, there I mean, was, look, the best thing Andy Richter ever did was the Arrested Development stuff. So, oh, you know. Andy Richter, supremely funny, yeah. jolly. And you can tell when he's on the show, and I know why he's on the show as well, apart from him being good, Conan loved having him on the show. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And they have a great energy together. Yeah, they do. But what I like more than anything is not when there's great energy. It's when this... There's no un- energy. This weird six-foot-five pasty red-headed man is suffering on television. And you... Ah! I lo- and Mr. O'Brien, please, please... <laughs> Let's make the show happen. All right, we should we should probably move on to the next part of the podcast. It's going to be a long episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm staying with someone in... So I'm really excited to be staying with. I can't believe it. I wrote to somebody who I really respect their work. Anyway, but... But I'm, this person I have been a fan of for 10 plus years, so I'm very excited for you. Yeah. And I... Well, this is the other thing, is a lot of people in Adelaide are a fan of this person and have got me onto their work. Yeah. And then I'm going to America and I've written, do you know where to stay? And this person's gone, stay with me. It's amazing. And and the fact that everybody has copped that so well, right? I wouldn't do, I wouldn't deal with that well. Listen. I'm jealous as old. If I said to you a year ago, here's Conan O'Brien. <laughs> right? I'm on his couch. And you're like and then you're like, I oh, mean I love this Conan O'Brien guy's like so glad I introduced you. And then you told me, yeah, if you then told me I'm going to stay with Conan O'Brien, I'd be like, I might have to choke it. I might have to choke my friend Jack out. <laughs> that ain't right. This wonderful man is having me come to stay. But He's given me a condition. What's the condition? The condition is, he said, because I said I'm a comedian, he said, will you tell me three good jokes? Yeah. All right, now you've got to tell them to me. Well, I'm going to tell them to everybody, because I asked him if he... He hasn't written back to me after I've written this, but I said, look, do you know this joke? Do you know this joke? And I've given him the premises. But I'm going to tell them to you, these are my three favourite jokes. But first I'll tell you my my favourite joke when I was a child. Okay. Just for completion. And I used to go to my cousin's house, and just before we would go to sleep every night... Um, I would tell him this joke, right. and he would he would humour me every time. It's very <laughs> so, sad. Okay, two men are walking along the street. Yeah, one of them falls down a manhole, mm. and the one who doesn't fall down the manhole says, mm. "Is it dark down there?" Mm. And the one down the manhole says, "I don't know. I can't see a thing." <laughs> Pushing the microphone right up to Jack now to get the it's like, terrible. I always thought, anyway, that's not one of the top three. <laughs> Yeah, but is I I think there's a f- you know you could you could write a little treasies about why that was a good joke. Can I know. tell you my favourite joke? Before? Oh please please please. So there's a grasshopper and he hops into a bar and he hops up into a bar stool. Yeah. And the bartender says, "We got a drink then after you." And the grasshopper says, "What, Kevin?" Yes, yeah, fine. It's perfectly fine. I joke. love that joke. I don't, Kevin. 
<laughs> You've done my delivery on the Kevin, um, which is Steve Harvey's delivery. There's no shame in that. No, I don't mind Kevin. It's very similar to, you know, what do you call an Aboriginal pilot, his name? Uh, I don't do you know. not know that one? No. Oh, I'll say that one differently. Hold on. What do you call an Aboriginal pilot? I don't know. His name? Right. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, sorry, you have to say it like that. Yeah. I didn't know you didn't know that one. I'm sure there's... Because the joke is... Yeah, of There's course. no yeah, hateful yeah. thing you yeah, could yeah, call. Yeah. yeah. But your joke is a similar version of that, but without the added spice of assumed racism. Well, I think it's the absurdity of a grasshopper having a name. Which is wacky. It's fun. Wacky. It's I, fun. I love it. But yeah, anyways, on well, to your, you the comedian no, James. Please. You tell me the jokes. All right. So have you heard... You can tell me if you have, because then I'll just... I'll truncate it. Right. But there's the octopus musical instrument joke. Don't know it. Don't know it. There's the the clown who insults a man joke. No, nah, don't know. It's unbelievable I haven't told you that one. I told everyone that for years. It's a longer one. And there's the pedophile in the woods. I think I have heard um, like but it. I want, I want Let me start with Pedophile in the Woods, which oh. is my favourite joke, yeah, yeah, yeah. and which I said to this man, listen, this one's unseemly. Yeah, yeah. All right. A pedophile and a little boy are walking through the woods. Sure. And the little boy says to the pedophile, gee, mister, sure is dark and scary in these woods. And the pedophile says, you think it's scary? I have to walk back through here alone. It's an unbelievably... And I was thinking about the other night why that's a funny joke. And you should never deconstruct a joke. Someone said it's like... Deconstructing a joke is like deconstructing a frog. It's not much interest to anybody and it kills the frog. Sure. But I think it's... You know... It's like in the... the, the Okay. Like, obviously, the boy is scared, right? But he's scared about something potentially happening when he should be scared. He's scared of something that's not... The, he's not right to be scared about. Well, the yeah. worst possible thing is happening to the boy, yeah. and he's taking solace in that yeah, thing, yeah, sure. which is a very poetic and sad, abusive. No, thing. I think he's he's disordered his fear. Right, he's afraid of the dark, scary woods, and that's yeah. that's the monster is inside the, that house. Well, yeah, yeah, the monster's right there next yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. But then the, the the thing that's liberating is not just like this pedophile is going to rape and kill a little boy, right? Because you know from the second a pedophile and yeah, a little boy sure. walked through the woods, it's that he's also scared of the woods. <laughs> the, even the paedophile has disordered fear, right? Like the paedophile is the monster. Yeah. And then, but then he blames and takes solace in the boy, right? You, hey, you don't have a problem, right? I have the problem. So yeah. selfish is he. And so selfish is our fear. Like that evil is finite, right? Mm, I think we might be doing too much. All right. You think yeah, yeah. maybe going too far? Yeah. I love that joke. All right. I'll save the clown joke because right. that's longer. All but right. the the other one, which I like, is I remember. Okay, an octopus walks into a bar, right, and says, "I can play any instrument that you got. Whatever you got, I can play." Right. Someone goes, "Well, there's a piano in the corner, Mister Octopus." Octopus goes over the piano. I mean, just a stunning. He's got eight arms, right? He's using two of them to sit down, but like. He's playing a piano trio. People go, wow, this octopus can really play. So he says, well, I've got a guitar. Boy, oh boy, can that octopus play the guitar? People are really stunned. And someone says, well, hold on, what about this? And they get out some bagpipes. And they go, can you play these? Can you play this, Mr. Octopus? And the octopus says, play it. As soon as I get its pajamas off, I'm going to make love to it. And see, that joke is beautiful and deep because a bagpipes look like an octopus with pyjamas on. Honestly, I thought my Kevin joke was better, but... No, it's very similar. <laughs> there was one more joke, but upon listening back, it was so drunkenly and poorly told that instead the joke will be told next week. And here, as the final glory of the podcast, is a song by James's daughter. 
It is called, My Name is Pants. I'm the one to pee. My name is Pants. My name is Pants. Ring, 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 ring. My name is Pants. My name is Pants. And now, once again, just to really drive it home, here is my name is Pants, in its entirety, once again. I'm the one to pee. My name is Pants. My name is Pants. Ring, 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 ring. My name is Pants. My name is Pants. Pop, pop, and the weepies. Pop. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.